Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. All right, Jeff, thanks for joining Business Ninjas. We're excited to have you here and, and learn some more about how you've been growing to date and what the trajectory looks like for in the future. So thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a great honor to be on your show. All right. Let's dive into uh, some of the basics around kind of the, you know, the the company name, the website company locations. Where are you folks located and, and how can folks find you online? So we are actually here in Arkansas and um, uh, the web address is winninglocal.com. And uh, it's, it's changed over the years, but uh, for the past few years, that's been the brand uh, that we've been working on because that's precisely what we do is we help local businesses win. And so, you know, what's in a name, right? Uh, yep. that, that's what we do. That's that's quite a URL. Was that tough to get? Was that a, a that's like a bang on domain name? It it was a it was a great one to find, and no, it wasn't difficult at all. Nice, right on. Uh, well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the arc for how you came to get the expertise to to be able to help local companies kind of succeed in the internet marketing world, which is pretty cutthroat. So you, obviously, you've, you've learned a lot on the way. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right uh, in terms of the the competition and the cutthroat. Um, I'm aging myself quite a bit here because I have to admit that I started in the yellow pages industry. So as we all know, that has now become uh, there. There's a new search engine for that now. Um, but what I really appreciate about the yellow pages industry is they were built on consultative selling and they were one of the first uh, traditional media. In fact, they were the first traditional media company to start uh, partnering with Google and Yahoo and sell pay-per-click. And, and we called them, I think, web pages back then. Uh -huh. uh, I think they were like 15 bucks a month and people were like, is this is this really going to take off? I mean, that that really dates me. But, you know, it really actually hasn't been that long ago um, when we really when I really sit back and think about it, how far we've come in, in such a period of time. Yeah, it's crazy to think about how much has changed. And yet the the early principles still kind of work. Right. Like if you if you know your metrics and you pay attention to the right things, which a lot of people don't know to do, you can still make a, a big gain. Um, are are there specific kind of verticals that you're looking at? So the, the obviously local businesses they're coming every stripe and and industry, but are there certain places where you find a better fit for what you're doing? Well, you know, actually, uh, that's another, uh, I guess, a benefit of coming from that uh, that type of industry because we worked with over 240 types of of categories uh, constantly. So I wasn't in a particular vertical when I was. Uh, in the yellow pages industry. So I may be uh, helping uh, a customer, an uh, HVAC contractor uh, on the tailgate of his vehicle uh, at nine o'clock in the morning. And then at 11, I'm in a corporate boardroom uh, meeting with a medical staff or with a, a team of attorneys. So I really, that's what I really enjoyed about that, about that environment. And that still happens today. So uh, so, no, we don't really have a specific cat category or vertical. I can tell you some that we've had great success in that we do market towards, and that would be your orthodontists, dentists, um, attorneys. I've always done really well with attorneys. 
um, auto segment. And when I say auto, not necessarily just uh, not just car dealers, but also in the RV uh, and boat dealer uh, arena. So those those in med spas would be kind of, I think, a top four uh, list of categories. But I really enjoy working with uh, a diverse group of businesses. I think it keeps me on my feet and um, and it makes the job a lot more interesting. I bet. I also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I also find uh, throughout my career that I, I work best when I work with one client per market um, versus, you know, helping try to get five, five different businesses to try to win the same marketplace. Uh, because I, I'm a pretty aggressive person when it comes to marketing and I, I like to take on the whole market. And so if I get a client uh, we do not represent anyone else in that category within their uh, competitive um, geographic area. Well, that handles a whole lot of the, the conflict of interest issues that a lot of companies would run into. So I'm sure the clients appreciate that. Yeah, I found that it, uh, I think it makes them uh, feel like it's more of an actual partnership and we're not necessarily more like a vendor. Um, and I found that it works really well for us. So. Right. And then when you look at the, the array of services that a local business might need, you know, from strategy on down to execution, kind of where's your sweet spot in that continuum of, of what they need? It's both. Yeah. Uh, and I would say it's equally both. I think a lot of businesses get uh, bombarded daily with great ideas and great tactics and they're all great. And so you want to jump on all of them. And, and because they're trying to focus on what they do best, sometimes they make a quick decision. And so there's no strategy behind it. It's, it's more of, hey, that is a great idea or, hey, I can afford that right now. Um, so strategy and keeping my clients focused on strategy is one thing that I really pride myself on. And it's something that we really focus on. And then when it comes to execution, that is a challenge for uh, any business, really, um, because you're possibly working with a vendor or you may be working through a sales rep. And then you've got someone maybe in your marketing department that, that the owner's working with or the CEO. So there's a whole lot of hands in the, in the cookie jar, you know, and, and things get messy when that happens. Yeah. So um, I like to help make uh, everyone's life easy. That's, you know, I go back to Zig Ziglar all the time. If, if I help enough other people get what they want, then I get what I want. And so if I make their life calm and easy and successful, then hopefully my life gets more calm, more easy and, <laughs> and more successful, you know, right on. And is there, uh, when we're talking about local businesses, they come in all sorts of sizes and stages of the company. So is there a sweet spot for you where whether it's, um, yeah. you know, a revenue multiple or just plans for the future? Like what what's the profile that you tend to work best with? Yeah, you know, all of them, all of the above, but... But yes, if if I meet with a business that's, let's say, had about, you know, three, five years success, maybe a million, three million a year, um, and they're looking to get to that 10, 20 million um, or more range, that that tends to be uh, the best connection, I guess, for for me and for my company. And uh, but of course, you know, I mean, we just worked with a, a 
a brand new uh, fitness center today that that's opening. And one of the reasons we wanted to work with them was not because of their budget, but because it's an amazing concept. And we believe they're going to have a really strong future in the market. So they may not be spending much today, but because they have such a great product and if we can position that correctly in the marketplace, they they, they can become a, a, a serious uh, revenue generator. Yeah, bad. And I wonder, so local businesses during the last couple of years uh, had a tough time navigating through the, the COVID times, and I'm sure that affected your business in certain ways as well. So what what was that like? What How did you help your folks kind of navigate through that? And what changes did that require you to make to succeed during that time? Yeah, so that's, you know, almost like a... a a trigger trigger word at this point. I mean, it, it really br- it brings back that feeling of that day that I got those calls and they're telling me they think they need to cancel their advertising. Right. Um, and it was it was one after the other, you know. So my first instinct and reaction was, you know, hey, I would probably think the same thing. What's going on in their head and how can I make their life easier? And so that's what I, that's kind of, I just grabbed the bull by the horns and, and uh, said, Hey, you know, let's, let's meet, let's talk. And, and what they really needed to hear was not necessarily how they can save money on expenses, but how they can do things differently. And what COVID taught us was, you know, if you ever needed to be online selling, that was the time to be online, you know, I mean, how many people filled their garages with boxes of amazon.com, you know, it was, people didn't stop shopping um, for the most part, but they changed how they shopped drastically. Uh And so helping my customers understand, okay, yes, let's cancel, let's change this, but let's position you for these people who aren't getting out of the house, but they are still going to purchase services, you know, and I, and I tell people a lot, you kind of bring up a point, you know, that we're kind of looking at right now, which is, are we in a recession or not? Or, you know, are we in a downturn or not? And everybody's kind of juggling that question right now. And I give them kind of the same uh, answer is, you know, if the pie, if you're advertising with a large pie, and you're getting a small piece of that pie, what happens in a downturn or in a situation like COVID is the pie gets smaller and a lot of people think like you think and they cancel, so they bail out. They, they're not getting any of the pie. And so I would rather have a, I mean, I would be okay with having a big piece of a small pie. Yeah. Try not to mix up the words too much. Then a small piece of a big pie, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. You're still eating and you're still getting the pie. Yeah. So you just have to change the the strategy and, and how you approach things. And I think that's most important for businesses if they hear this and they get confused about my analogy is think about changing your strategy first before you think about necessarily budget because it makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. There's always going to be a way to succeed. Right. And I guess it's more of a a, a prosperity mindset than a scarcity mindset, right? Like there's, there's business to be had out there. You just got to figure out what the way is to get to it now. You know, the ones that I, I, I have so much uh, respect for so many of these businesses, because 
the ones that had failure is not an option as their motivator, they did okay. You know, they, and they, and sometimes they weren't even working with a, a marketing partner, but they just, they were trying anything and everything. And they said, you know what, I'm not going to fail. And you have to have that tough mentality, uh, whether you're working with a, a marketer or not. Right. Yeah, that's great. I love seeing resilient businesses succeed through tough times because, sure. boy, that was rough. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. And what what was your marketing strategy for, you know, kind of reaching out to new customers during that time? And now is there um, certain channels where you're more active in than others? Uh, so, you know, I've I try to stay really close with with my clients. So. We we connect through email, through texting, through messenger. So over the years, I've tried to find ways to uh, obviously help uh, improve and keep that from being so messy, if you will. Yep. Um, so we kept in touch with all all different angles and and just whatever's convenient for my my clients. That's that's how we kept in touch. But I would say you know email, um, you know texting, messenger. Um, but that was at a time where I really didn't take on a lot of new, I didn't really take on new clients, Yeah. but I really helped a lot of people. Um, I helped as many people as I could, uh, even did a lot of, of pro bono stuff because it was just a time where, you know, that, that was needed. And I just really believe that in, uh, in everything you do, what, what you put out, you, you, you get back. And, and that's been true. Um, so, uh, I didn't really want to take on a whole lot of new clients during that time. I was so focused on this is such an anomaly and I feel like I need to dedicate my time to my clients that yeah. have been with me for 10 years and now they have all their trust in my hands and I don't even know what to do. So I had to, you know, jump in research and, and, and we had to do business like we've never done it before. That's great. Wow. I'm sure they appreciate it now looking back, right? Like that's how you're going to earn somebody's trust for another decade. So that's awesome. You know, it, it's amazing. The The better your relationship is with your clients, um, you know, I found that I can grow a business through getting a few people results, um, possibly better than just going out there and trying to gobble up a bunch of new clients because, um if you get results for people, they're going to spend more with you because they want more results. Right. Absolutely. So, um, you know, for me, I would rather have, you know, a hundred uh, great loyal clients um, than be out there trying to churn, you know, two, 300 um, uh, clients because you can only handle so much and do it really, really well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to top out at some point. So, um, and then other than the the website, I'm sure you're active in social media channels. Are those uh, a good touch point for you in kind of educating prospective clients and all of that stuff? And and if so, which channels are you active on? Where can people find you? So I'm active on all channels. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn um, tends to be where most people reach out to me. Um, I'm actually starting to get some really good traction on TikTok. Uh, which is surprising to some people to hear that. But uh, I focus on business to business on TikTok. And when people hear that, especially non-marketers, you know, they're, they're kind of surprised because when you think TikTok, you think of these, 
you know, 13 year old girls doing dances on, on TikTok. But really? I actually have about, I don't know, over a thousand um, business followers. And um, I love I love the platform myself. You get lots of quick, short, uh, really quality uh, content. Nice. Right on. Yeah. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. It was great to learn about the the business and how you kind of help folks navigate through some difficult times and succeed in the face of adversity. So that's fantastic. Thanks for thanks for coming on board. Hey, Jamie, I appreciate the invite very much. Uh, I love your view back there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, it hasn't rained in a bit. That it'll look like that again in about two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Take care. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Jamie. Take care. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.